self-deliverance. Now family, before we actually start the practical self-deliverance process, we need to understand how the spiritual realm operates, which is very much like a legal system. So in order to be optimally effective in this area, we need to understand the spiritual laws and carefully follow them. Now when it comes to any form of demonic occupation, we need to understand that the demonic spirits have gained access to us through carefully following certain spiritual laws that has been detailed in previous Monsters in Me teachings. And they have gained some form of permission or agreement to take residence inside us. And this can be done even without our knowledge of this happening. And that is why knowledge on these matters is so very important. Ignorance is simply deadly when it comes to spiritual matters. And unless we deal with the permission that they have to stay there, we will not be effective in getting them out. And even if successful, can't be effective in keeping them up. This can be easily explained by the example of a landlord who owns a house with many rooms and decides to rent out a room to someone. And by following the correct procedures, a lease agreement is drawn up and is signed by the landlord and the tenant. Then after some time, the landlord decides that he or she might want a bit of privacy. And so approaches the tenant and they ask them to leave. The tenant then refuses. So the landlord asserts that this property is theirs. So is the room the tenant is staying in, including the water, the electricity, the furniture, even the air is theirs. So the tenant must get out immediately. At that point, the tenant shows the landlord the lease agreement they signed, which provides complete legal rights for the tenant to remain there, even though it's owned by the landlord. And this is very much how the spiritual process works. Because whenever we sin and disobey God without repentance and follow this evil world system agreeing with the ungodliness, we are by default obeying the devil and we come into agreement with demon spirits and lease agreements are created. Go follow this scripture, Ephesians 2 verse 2, Amplified Classic. And you, now that's talking about you, the church, he made a lie, huh? born again. When you were dead, slain by your trespasses and sins, if you're living in sin and trespasses, you're slain. In at which one time you walk habitually, you were following the course and the fashion of this world. You were under the influence of the tendency of this present age, following the prince of the power of the air, the devil. Wow! You were obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit that still constantly works in who? The sons of disobedience. As people who are careless and rebellious and unbelieving, you go against the purposes of God. Wow, you've got to read that scripture a few times. This is just such a profound scripture. So listen to this. When you are not living a holy life, but rather 
following this evil world that's permeated with lust, with greed, and pride, and slander, and gossip, and offense, and you are disobedient to God's purposes, which is scripture, you are by default obeying the devil. There's no gray area. And you are under the influence and you are under the control of demonic spirits. That's what the scripture says. That means demon spirits are inside of you and they are influencing you and they are controlling you and they have these agreements to stay there because of your sin. So this scripture, now it highlights a two-part foundational launch pad for self-deliverance or deliverance in general. And that is to identify the legal rights or the lease agreements that are in place. We need to cancel them and then we need to cast those demons out. And also to identify the areas where we need to make changes so that we don't give these demon spirits the ability to enforce further agreements and, and assert more areas of control over our life. And this is where living a delivered life comes in. And this includes diligent self-deliverance. So, the way in which these spiritual lease agreements are cancelled, it's only through spiritual means. You can't do this naturally. Listen, you cannot outthink the devil and you cannot outmaneuver the devil. Okay? It's only through spiritual cancellation of those demonic agreements or permissions. And that is, praise Jesus, bought and paid through the cross by the blood of Jesus Christ. And this is through the process, okay, of two things, repentance and forgiveness. Now you need to understand this. It's very important to note that the cross does not automatically defeat the enemy functioning in our lives. But it enables us through the power of the cross to do so. Many people might argue that when you are born again, the curse is automatically removed. Family, this is just a form of ignorance. Scripture says in relation to this, 1 Peter 2 verse 24, the New King James Version says this, who himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness, and by whose stripes you were healed. Wow. So listen to this. Healing and salvation are a package deal. When you were saved through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you were healed in the same way. And sickness is just as much a part of the curse. And you can read uh, Deuteronomy 15 through to 68. And you can see the curses. And these curses include lack. It includes barrenness and much more. So I want to ask you this question. If it is automatic. And you as a Christian believe that you uh, can't have demons. Or are not subject to any curse then why are you still struggling with sickness? Why are you still struggling with lack? There is obviously something behind that that needs to be dealt with, right? Scripture says in Acts 10 verse 38, the Amplified Classic, that he, Jesus, went about doing good and in particular curing who? 
all of those who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil. Wow. So sickness is brought on by the power of the devil. And Jesus healed many. How? By simply casting demon spirits of sickness out of them. So yes, spiritually, when you are born again, you're a new uh, creature. Uh, But your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions are very much areas where the devil influences and harasses you, and definitely in your body as well as we have seen. We can see now this legal system functions and how the enemy is disarmed through repentance and forgiveness in Colossians 2 verse 13. So follow carefully the NIV. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ, born again. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness. Wow! Listen to that terminology. Which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to that beautiful cross, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness that stood against us and condemnation. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them at the cross. Wow! In the scripture, we can see there is legal charges standing against us that we are indebted to. These are condemning us. And through the cross, which is the process of repentance and forgiveness, these legal charges or lease agreements that the enemy has been using to legally attack and influence us is nailed to the cross and it is removed. And those demonic influences are disarmed, having no power to assert control over us and can be legally evicted through the power and the victory achieved at the cross. Repentance is a crucial factor of deliverance and this is something that we as deliverance ministers know so well. Listen, we've spent hours trying to cast demons out of people who were in full manifestation, but they would not come out. And then we would seek the Lord and we say, Lord, why? What is going on? And the Lord would reveal to us a certain unrepented sin. And the moment, as soon as we dealt with those sins, it was like the floodgates opened and the demons came pouring out because they had no more legal rights to stay there. Their lease agreements had been Cancelled and nailed to the cross. So what is repentance? It's very important that you understand this. Many people believe it's just turning away from the sin, which is true, but it's only a half-truth. Because true repentance is taking accountability and being truly sorry for the cause. Jesus shows us repentance in Matthew 11 verse 21 in the ESV. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago. How? Clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes all over their head to show their remorse. There you have it. So true repentance needs to have a degree of remorse. Throughout scripture when the people repented, they clothed themselves with that burlap, which is like sackcloth which is extremely uncomfortable to wear. Then they would take ash and throw it all over their heads, which was an outward expression of the inward hearts of remorse for sin. 
It is a type of godly remorse or sorrow and it is something that we should definitely be feeling when we fail ourselves and fail God. It is the only atmosphere that, that allows us to grow. Think about it. If your child does something very wrong to you and then just decides, oh, you know what, I'm not going to do it again without showing any remorse. It just doesn't suffice. You need to be sorry for the sins. Then humble yourself before God and then only ask for forgiveness. 2 Corinthians uh, 7 verse 10 in New King James Version says this. It says, Godly sorrow produces repentance. There you have it. It's not just changing your mind. You have a godly sorrow. That is the motivation for you to change your mind. And that leads to salvation. The New Living Translation says this, For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in our salvation. Wow. Family, you need to hear me very clearly in this statement I'm about to make. All these doctrines that teach us grace covers it all, and specifically you can't lose your salvation, which is, I don't understand how people can preach that. And there is no need to repent. They are all doctrines of demons. They're all taking away the accountability of sin and the fear of God. This empowers demons. This empowers sin. So now we understand that we must repent of our sins before we get to the casting out bit. So, we have, listen, we must consider our lives. We, we, we know uh, uh, that... Um, we, we have to look at the areas where we are disobedient to God's will. And we need to look at areas especially where we try to justify our actions. Very important that. Because if you're trying to justify something, oh, you know, because there's that, then you're raising your voice over the voice of the Holy Spirit who has already told you it's 100% wrong. And this is 100% disobedience. And you must realize that these sins are wrong. We must have a godly sorrow for doing it. We need to repent before God, take accountability. We need to ask Him to forgive us of those sins. And only then when we do that, the spiritual forces behind it are disarmed. If, for example, your spiritual battle is with emotions, that were brought on by others who were obviously under the influence of demons that may have abused you or raped you or something terrible like that. And now you're struggling with, we commonly see, fear, unworthiness. Then the, the process of repentance is still the same because it is a legal system. But now you can't repent for what others have done to you because you were the victim. But you still need to repent for allowing those emotions and sometimes subsequent actions that have dominated you. So you would repent, for example, for allowing fear to take hold of you and also through you enabling fear. Now that's an important statement and an aspect that I want to touch on. The enablement of these demonic spirits. Okay, And uh, this happens through our cooperation with them. So listen carefully with this, to this. So anything that is of a spiritual nature that you do not reject, that is proposed to you through temptation or just proposed to you, um, that you submit to, it will master you. 
meaning you will become a slave to it. Romans 6 verse 16, the New Living Trans Translation says this, don't you realize that you become a slave? Like, don't you realize you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey? Wow! You can be a slave to sin, which is demons, which leads to death, which is hell, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. So, Whenever you choose sin over righteousness, as we have learned now, we agree with demons. Okay? And here again, Scripture says we become its slaves. And that word slaves indicates a very high level of control. And remember, it's always your choice. But we need to understand that we enable and we feed these demons through our actions. And in order to get delivered and stay delivered, we need to understand this concept clearly. Now we've learned in the past series that the demonic spirits have very specific functions and they will enforce their functions. But they need to be fed through us engaging with those functions. For example, a spirit of lust will require the host to constantly engage in lustful actions which gives the demons more power and more control. And it's the same with fear and anxiety. These demons will torment us mentally and constantly proposing fear, proposing anxiety. As soon as you accept that, they reinforce their agreements and are empowered. Drug addictions, alcohol addictions, or whatever addiction, it is the same. And those demons are empowered to advance in their assignment. Now listen to this. A very interesting dimension to this, what we have discovered, is for example, demon spirits of diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, and whatever other disease that is caused by lifestyle is also empowered and fed through the same modus operandi as lust or drugs, but in their case, unhealthy food. This family is a massive demonic trap. Just as people are addicted to the drugs and that, and that causes their destruction, people are also addicted to this. And this can cause the destruction, and this has been functioning very much under the radar. Listen, I'm not saying that the occasional treat is bad, I myself enjoy it, but if it becomes out of control, it has a demonic source that will ultimately drive you to some kind of a disease. This is how they function, you have to be so aware of this. Okay. So now that you have been duly informed, it's time to start moving to the practical application of self-deliverance. But before we do this, you need to first go through the process of breaking these lease agreements. And to do this, you need to go through the self-deliverance online five-part video series, which are short videos, but listen, they're absolutely crucial in this process. So please do not skip this if you want to be free. The video playlist will be in the description, so please pause this video or audio clip and go do your homework. For those listening, you can either find the playlist on our Christ Encounter Ministries YouTube page in the playlist or write to us info at christencounter.co.za and we will get into this right now. Okay. So the process we're going to follow now is pretty much identical to what we do on our one-on-one -on -one deliverance sessions. And 
that will follow this, this process. Firstly, we're going to do a quick general check together to see if we can identify some potential areas of demonic influence. Over and above that, what you are already aware of through the sins or the habits, whatever area you feel like you lack self-control or have a sound mind. Because that's the scriptural basis that we have already discussed on how we identify these demonic strongholds. And that is golden rule. If you do not have self-control, then there's something other than self that is enforcing its control. This will give us, as we go through this process, a point of attack. Now, listen to me. It's very important for you to document each and every one of these common areas that we're going to go through and you need to write it down because these are going to be areas you are going to have to strategically focus on and fight against to remain free. So get a pen and paper and write them all down and you can call it your spiritual hit list. Once we've done that, then afterwards I'm going to pray a general prayer with you. Essentially, you're going to be praying this. I'm leading you in prayer and I'm going to be agreeing with you. This will further assist in cancelling agreements and permissions and rights that have been given or surrendered to demons. And again, the things that don't make sense in there, then you need to go through the whole series of Monsters in Me where this has all been explained. It's very important for you to get an understanding what is going on specifically so that you can have faith in what it is that we are doing here. So, before we start praying, uh, I suggest you get a plastic bowl or a bucket with tissues, preferably paper towels in case you need it, and take notes of your body when we start praying together. If you experience difficulty in praying some parts of the prayer we're going to pray after the hit list, then that is an indication that there's something there, there's something attached to that specific topic. And so for future of your self-deliverance and living a delivered life, you need to know that these are areas that you need to focus on as part of your hit list. When we pray, you might experience pain in parts of your body, commonly in the stomach region, uh, in the back, in the neck, uh, the, your head, other parts of your body. Please take note of this. These are demon spirits being exposed in various parts of your body that must be noted for your hit list. And um, you might start to experience manifestations during that prayer. Now these manifestations are natural body, natural body reactions uh, to spiritual um, exposure and expulsion. So this is just like the, the, the invisible becoming visible and your body reacting to it. So this can be, you can feel pressure on your chest or, or here in your throat, which is common, or, or even in your head, uh, coughing is very common, yawning is common, blowing hard, crying, you might experience mucus coming out of your nose or in your mouth, throwing out occasionally, uh, intense shaking of the hands, and, uh, which is quite common, or the legs, pretty much whatever starts happening that hasn't been happening up until this point is potentially a manifestation and you know what? It's very, very good. Now we have cast out many demons of cancer through a simple yawn. Just a simple yawn. And I'll show you a demonstration of that sh shortly. So don't think of it as a minor cough or a yawn. Because these are serious problems leaving your life. 
each of which is designed to destroy your life. So embrace it. Then after the prayer, I will pray in agreement with what you've just prayed, based upon Matthew 18 verse 19, the New King James Version. I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. And when I do that, you must just relax, and you must just listen, and you will experience demons manifesting and leaving you. Praise Jesus. Then, by this time, you should be completely prepped and primed and ready to continue doing the self-deliverance. And I'm going to pray over you for the same anointing that I function in to come upon your hands, based upon Acts 19 verse 11, New Living Translation. God gave Paul the power to perform, wow, unusual, extraordinary miracles when handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched any part of his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. Now, I'm not there to lay my hands on you, but I have seen God move powerfully through screens like this. I have prayed for people thousands of kilometers away in Europe and, and Jesus just showed up and many demons were cast out of people that were very far from Jesus himself. I mean, you can read in Matthew 15 verse 22 uh, of how a, a demon a possessed child uh, and the child was delivered that was very far from Jesus. So, so there's no issue with distance. I want you to just get that clear in your life. And, uh, and, and another concern that you might have is like, this is not life for you, okay? This teaching could be hours, days, months, or even years old, but I need to tell you that the anointing of the power of God is not subject to time limitations. In scripture we read about a great prophet named Elisha who had died and after a very long period of time the flesh decayed and only his dry bones were left and there were some people on a funeral procession and suddenly they saw raiders coming so they hid in Elisha's tomb and they put the man's dead body on Elisha's bones and while they're busy watching and looking out for the raiders the anointing of God on those bones restored that man to life and he stood up on his feet. Wow! You can read all about that 2 Kings 13 verse 21. That must have been amazing. And I believe completely, family, in this wonderful anointing to set the captives free that is upon me. And I have absolutely no doubt by faith that you too will receive it, which will help you tremendously in your self-deliverance. Now just a note, family, that this may be a struggle, but remember you have spent years and possibly decades getting to where you are today. So it might take a bit of effort getting rid of it all. And please, write in the comments of your experience, if you had any, it will really encourage us tremendously. So family, without further delay, let's start with an opening prayer as we acknowledge God and put God in control of this situation. So please bow your heads and close your eyes. Father, we humble ourselves before you today. We bow our knees before you, almighty God. We recognize that it is you, my God, who is the only one who has the ability to set your children free. It is only by your power and your might that this is possible. So we rely entirely upon you. For your word says in Zechariah 4 verse 6, that is not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. So Lord, we entrust entirely in your Holy Spirit 
to do the work of deliverance and healing. We thank you in faith, my God, in advance for what you are going to do. And under the authority of Christ, I speak through the airwaves and I bind anything and everything that would try to hinder, interfere or restrain the will of God in these precious children being set free, which is their absolute right as children of God in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, family, let's quickly go through the hit list. Now, for time's sake, we're going to have to move through this quite efficiently. And because most of these are, are based upon what is considered natural emotions, you would have obviously at some point experienced it. But remember, we're looking for the areas that are abnormal or out of the realm of self-control. So when we go through this, if there is something that is relevant, meaning if I mention it to you, you will know straight away that it is a challenge. You've got to like kind of think, uh, you know, is it or is not? Then it isn't. But listen to me, if it is, then, then, then also write a number next to it indicating on a scale of 1 to 10 how bad it is. 1 not being bad at all, 10 really bad. With the, um, and then we'll see on the, on the scale, on the higher scale, which are uh, the more prominent demons that we need to take extra care in dealing with. Now also, if in your past you've had extensive struggles in, in areas where, for example, you've had to be medicated for it or, you know, just dominated in you in your life at some point in time and maybe now you kind of got a hold on it, please include it in the list because remember, it may be dormant and waiting for a more opportune time. So let's get started. Have your pen and paper ready or a copy of the list from the description. If you don't have it, write to us and uh, let's get started. Remember, this is not a comprehensive list because the list would take weeks to work through. This is a starting point on your journey. Number one, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness of self, resentment, bitterness, vengeance, betrayal, hatred, anger, fear, anxiety, worry, stubbornness, overthinking, confusion, insanity, when you hear voices, it is your, your own voice but it's speaking to you, unworthiness, feelings of not enough, rejection, abandonment, intense loneliness, hopelessness, feelings of heartbreak and grief and sorrow, shame, disgrace, depression, backwardsness, and you would, you would identify backwardsness in the dreams where you would consistently dream of old friends, old houses, old schools, etc., or where you can't get something right, uh, holding back, accidents, you accident prone, but accidents there, lust, lust of the eyes, spirit marriage, uh, spirit marriage that's accompanied by sexual dreams, dreaming of marriages, dreaming of getting rings or jewelry, uh, spiritual sexual encounters when you're coming out of dreams or when you're awake, sexual perversion, this is anything outside of the normality of one man and one woman can also be identified in the dreams that are perverse. Addiction of any type, listen, even biting of nails that cannot be stopped or controlled is the sign of an addictive spirit presence. Be very aware. Self-hate, self-destruction. This can be eating disorders, cutting yourself, harming yourself. Uh, this works hand in hand with spirits of addiction that want to cause you to self-destruct. Alcohol, drug abuse, smoking, vaping, that's all part of self-destruction. 
suicide, um, and if, if any of those mentioned uh, and self-destruction and suicide or the thoughts of suicide are there, then you must document the spirit of death because they function uh, under the spirit of death on your hit list as well. Uh, abuse, abuse, sexual abuse is usually generational, watch your kids. Hurt, rape, also generational, trauma. Um, if you are a very controlling and dominating, you use sometimes manipulation, either in your friends or family, and this causes you to lose friends because it usually ends in some kind of strife. You find it difficult to repent, you always kind of think you're right, then you've got a spirit of Jezebel. Doesn't matter if you're a male or a female, and if you are dominated by a spirit of Jezebel, then you probably have an Ahab spirit. They usually work together in relationships. Divination, this is if you feel like you have some kind of a prophetic gift and you see certain spiritual things but you such struggle to submit to church authority. Massive red flag. If you like doing things your own way, massive red flag. And your life is not holy as a true minister would be, then you function from the spirit of divination. True prophecy is a gift as the Holy Spirit wills only for ministry, only for those living holy and consecrated lives in ministry. If you are without a strong following, you are not under submission to authority, then chances are you are uh, functioning in divination. Witchcraft, very, very, very common. If you have had sleep paralysis any point of your life, then you can be pretty sure witchcraft is there. Uh, also, if you dream about flying, this is said to be an indication of witchcraft, and we can attest to that to the people that we've delivered from it. Uh, or if you dream of, of doing witchcraft uh, rituals, if you eat and drink in your dreams, witchcraft. Uh, chronic and especially unexplained sicknesses is usually a spirit of infirmity. If, you, if you're barren, if you've got uh, bleeding disorders, if you're a lady, you've got bleeding disorders, if you've had multiple um, miscarriages, it could very much be a spirit of death, very much a spirit of uh, infirmity. And um, these are all uh, sicknesses generally empowered by sin. And I'll explain this more carefully in, in Living a Delivered Life teachings. And any families involved in New Age or Freemasonry or family line where people are highly spiritual, like a Buddha Mithyalam or just super spiritual, you know, but they're not living godly lives, you know, especially if it's generational, that's a strong indication of witchcraft in the family line. And you can add whatever else you want to this list. Okay, so now that you have your list, your hit list, I'm going to lead you in the prayer, which in essence is going to be you praying and I'm going to be agreeing with you. So now you pray after me. You can get this prayer from the description or write to us. You can pause and redo if there's areas where you feel you need to. Uh, and remember, it's a generalized prayer that you can change to suit your situation. Now before I pray, I just want you to know it's not uncommon that people struggle to speak in tongues or they literally go blind during this process. If that happens, you need to really, really push on. Okay, are you ready, child of God? Let's pray. First, we assert our position in Christ. I believe that Jesus Christ... Okay, so what we're going to do, I'm going to pray and I'm not going to stop and pause so that you pray after me. We're going to pray this kind of slowly and systematically together. Let's go. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died 
on a cross and rose again and redeemed me from the kingdom of darkness. He bought me and paid for me with his life, his body and his blood. And by the blood of Jesus Christ, I am forgiven and I am a child of God. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. I choose to forgive everyone who has ever hurt me, disappointed me, offended me, abused me, betrayed me, rejected me, or traumatized me in any way. I choose to forgive everyone entirely and I forgive myself and reject every form of unforgiveness in Jesus' name. I repent, reject and ask for forgiveness for fear, lust, spirit marriage, pride, stubbornness, regret, doubt, lies, deception, fornication, anxiety, worry, unforgiveness, unworthiness, feelings of not enough, hatred, anger, revenge, unclean spirits, insanity, loneliness, suicide, self-destruction, addictions, heartbreak, grief, sorrow, shame, rejection, witchcraft, divination, murder, confusion, disgrace, abuse, rebellion, self-hate, and any other sins, inequities, or transgressions not mentioned. I reject every covenant and agreement established with demons in my dreams or in any other way and I divorce and cancel covenants with every demon married to me and break that connection by the blood of Jesus and in Jesus name. I am in covenant with Christ and reject any other covenant with devils which is completely against my will. I cancel every covenant, agreement, vow, dedication or any commitments made by others on behalf of me and my soul. I cancel all covenants through blood sacrifice and rituals made by others on behalf of me or against me. 
I bind and cancel all witchcraft affecting my life in Jesus' name. I break, cut, and cancel all ungodly soul ties attached to me, and I break any curses attached to them that are affecting me in Jesus' name. Scripture says in Ezekiel 18 verse 4 that all souls belong to God and I exercise my own free will given to me by God and commit my soul back to God and cancel any other opposing commitments made on behalf of me and my soul. I am not in agreement with the kingdom of darkness and I break all covenants, all agreements, all contracts, all vows, all dedications or any connections whatsoever to the kingdom of darkness in the name of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus. Father, on behalf of my ancestors, I repent of their sins, their inequities and transgressions, and I cancel any legal rights to my life through their sins, inequities and transgressions, and I ask you for the blood of Jesus to wash away and remove and cut off any connection to any ancestral and generational curses that is affecting my life which belongs to you. Devil, I am forgiven and redeemed. It is my right to be completely free from you. I reject and renounce you and your kingdom. I break your every assignment over my life. I close every door, cancel every curse, and remove every and any legal rights you may have had over my life in the almighty name of Jesus Christ and by the blood of Jesus Christ. I speak to any demons who have infiltrated my life my body. Devil, I bind you from affecting or influencing my life in Jesus' name. This is my body. You do not have my permission to be inside of me. You do not have the permission 
Jesus Christ who owns me to be inside my body. Devil, this body is not your house. I am the house and I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are unwelcome and I resist every devil according to James 4 verse 7 that says submit unto God resist the devil and he will flee Jesus name I am submitted to God Almighty in Jesus name and I command every devil in me, on me, around me, to come off, to come out, to be gone in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now you just relax and let me pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I thank you so much, Father, for this time and this opportunity. Father, as it is written, I stand in agreement with the prayers of your precious children right now, Father God, listening to this message. I thank you for your power, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Now I address you, wicked spirits, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, far above all power, all authority, all dominion, and every name that is named, and I bind you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I arrest you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I bind your powers in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Your time is up. No longer will you harass this child of God. It is their right to be free. They have evicted you. They have rejected you. They have cancelled your every hold upon their lives. You have no legal rights in their life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I come against every generational curse. You, every wicked spirits that have come down the generations, I break, cut, and cancel your every hold over this child of God. I come against you with the blood of Jesus and in the name of Jesus, I stand in agreement with this child of God. Your every generational curse is cancelled in the mighty name of Jesus. It's cancelled in the mighty name of Jesus. I break that every curse over their lives right now, that every generational curse. I break you in the power of the Holy Spirit. I break you in the power of the Holy Spirit. You are bound in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, your word says that we must destroy every evil altar. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray now, those evil altars that have come down in the generations, Father God, those evil altars that have the names of these children, Father, on them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that same fire that came down on Mount Carmel, Father. That fire that burned through the burnt sacrifice, that burned through the wood, Father. That burned through the stone, that burned through the dust, Father. That even licked up the water that left no place for that altar. I pray for that same fire right now, Father. I pray for that same fire right now, Father. Burn those altars, Lord. 
burn those wicked altars in the name of Jesus. Father, burn those altars, Lord. Let fire fall right now, Father, those every wicked generational altars, those blood altars, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I plead the blood of Jesus for your children, Father. All blood that's crying out against them, Father. I plead your, your blood. I plead the blood of Jesus to silence all other blood, Father. To disarm all other blood speaking against them. In the mighty name of Jesus, Hebrews 12 verse 24 says that the blood of Jesus Christ speaks on behalf of us, Father. I pray for the blood of Jesus to speak. Speak on behalf of them, Father. I pray for every evil altar to be absolutely destroyed, Father. Those evil altars of witchcraft, Father, destroy them with fire, Father. Destroy every offering that was put on them, Father. Destroy all the blood in the name of Jesus, Father. Every covenant that was made against your child, Father, destroy it, Father. Every contract that has their name on that contract, even written in blood, destroy that, Father. Every vow, every commitment, every ritual, Father God, destroy it in the name of Jesus, Father. Your word says that the, your, if the sons and the daughters, even though there's inequity, if they choose righteousness, the sins of the ancestors cannot be held against them, Father. Every legal indebtedness of the generations, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, remove that right now in Jesus' name. Father, every altar, Lord, just wipe them out, Father. Every evil altar, every object of witchcraft being used against them, Father, just absolutely annihilated right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I come against all you wicked spirit marriages. In the name of Jesus Christ, your every marriage covenant is cancelled in the name of Jesus Christ. Your every spirit marriage is cancelled in the name of Jesus Christ. They have rejected you. They don't want you. They divorce you. They are married to Christ. Your every spirit marriage in the mighty name of Jesus, by the power of the Spirit of Christ, I break you right now. I cancel you. I declare those marriages null and void in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now, if you're experiencing manifestations, I want you to start in the realm of the Spirit. Start taking rings off your marriage finger. In the name of Jesus, let those rings come off right now in Jesus' name. Let those rings come off right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Just pull them off. Take those rings off right now. Every spirit marriage, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are canceled in, mighty, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for all spiritual jewelry, Lord, that that will just burst into flames right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now I speak to you, every wicked spirit, at the sound of my voice. You have no legal rights to these children right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you are bound in Jesus' name. I command you right now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you extract yourself from their bodies. I speak to you, wicked spirits of infirmity. I speak to you, wicked spirits of infirmity. You foul spirits of infirmity right now. Right now. Right now. Extract yourself in Jesus' mighty name. Extract yourself in Jesus' mighty name. Come out of them right now. Come out of them infirmity right now by the power of the Spirit of Christ. Come out right now by the power of the Spirit of Christ. Come out right now. You wicked spirits of witchcraft. Loose them in Jesus' name and come out right now. You every wicked spirit of witchcraft. Come out right now in Jesus' mighty name. You loose them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. You every wicked spirit 
functioning in his children of God, you have no legal rights to them. You are bound, you are powerless in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You are arrested by the power of the Spirit of Christ. I bind you from holding on, I bind you from resisting, I bind you from restraining in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now, child of God, I want to pray the impartation of the gift of the Holy Spirit for unusual miracles over your hands. So, stretch out your hands right now. Stretch out your hands to me by faith and receive the anointing. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will glorify yourself, my God, by the display of your power, Father. Scripture said in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 3 that Paul didn't come with persuasive words, but rather in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power so that people would not have faith in Paul, but they would have faith in you, my God. We acknowledge you as the source of all power that is evidenced through this and by your Spirit, Father. So I pray right now that you will do unusual miracles through empowering your people to receive that awesome gift upon their hands, which is your power by your Spirit right now. Father, show them your power, Father, that they may have faith in you and depend upon you, my God. Glorify yourself, Father. I release the anointing right now to flow through the airwaves, to flow through the screens, to come on your children with great power, to perform unusual miracles, Father. Let the hands be supernaturally charged, as was the aprons and the napkins that touched your servant Paul. Father, let it be the same working of those miracles where Peter's shadow healed all of those of which that uh, shadow was cast on. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just release that anointing, Father, right now. I just release that anointing right now. I just release that anointing right now. More, Father. More, Father, in the name of Jesus. More, Father. Just let your anointing flow, Father. Let your power flow, Father. Glorify yourself, Lord. Show your glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, that's awesome. If that was you now, I'm going to ask you in a moment to place your hands on your body. And I'm going to ask you to command those demons that's on your hit list to go one by one. Now listen to me, a common strategy that they deploy, they're going to try bring doubt into your mind. They're going to try to tell you that, that this is not working or this is not going to work. And if you hear that, then your faith should go to an, a very, very high level because that means it is working. And the demon spirits are grasping at straws trying to get you to stop. Now, when you do this, I want you to be patient. And as you sense these spirits manifesting in your body, you must have a strong self-will and determination to chase them out. They might try to go back into hiding as they come up, but you will know when they do, and you must command them to leave. Okay, so go ahead now. Place your hands on your body. And even some of you are already starting to feel some things going on. Now, I want you to command a devil on your hit list to go always in Jesus' name. So say that now. Say, you wicked spirit, name its name. I belong to Jesus. I don't want you in my life. This is my body. I'm not going to tolerate you anymore. You don't have any place in me anymore. Now I command you to go right now in Jesus' name. Keep it up. Keep it up. There's always the initial struggle. There's always the initial struggle.
keep it up, tell it to go, tell it no, 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 you've got to go, I don't want nothing to do with you, you weak of spirit, you've got to go, I command you to go right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I agree with that precious saint right now, the sound of my voice, you heard that person, you have to lose them in Jesus' mighty name, come on, you have to go right now, come on, go right now, you have to lose them, up and out, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Okay, go for the next one. Put your hands on your tummy. And you say, you wicked spirit, whatever that name is. You tell that devil, you don't want them in your body. You belong to Jesus. You reject them. They are your enemy. You just command them to get out of you right now. They just got to go in the name of Jesus. Tell them, tell them right now. Now you wicked spirits, you have to obey them in the name of Jesus. You must obey them. Now you come right out in the name of Jesus. You come right out of them in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By now you should be experiencing demons coming out. Now you need to continue with this process. And you need to make this a lifestyle. You need to treasure the anointing that was deposited in you. If you go straight back to a life of sin... That anointing is going to lift. That anointing is going to lift. And I want you, please, if you have had manifestations now and you've cast demons out, please write to me, info at Christ Encounter Ministry, or post uh, um, comments to encourage others to do the same. Family, that's it for today. And keep a lookout for the next teachings. Live a delivered life. A live a delivered life. Love you. Keep fighting the good fight. God bless.